This it's is the, the history of flow. The history <laughs> of flow and <laughs> tanks. All right. But brought to you in part by. Mm. What's up, yeah, YouTube? Beer TV. All right. What's up, YouTube? <laughs> All right. Well. It's like a flow, man. Flow day. It is a flow day. Mm. We got all of the good stuff here. And the mm. history behind the flow in your tanks. Well, mm. you, as you know it anyway. I don't know. As I know it, yeah. I don't know. As my experience through my eyes. I got to tell you, when I did this, I went back to 2004, and this is one of the areas where I realized how really far behind we were in 2004. Yeah, just 16 uh, years ago. Yeah, I don't know. Man, it was really, really terrible back then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's what you're going to learn. You're going to see uh, today, you're going to see uh, 2004 to 2025, uh, uh, going to the future even a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, in hopes of figuring out, you know, where we're going to go by reviewing what we've done in the past. A retrospective. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. let's understand all that stuff so that we can uh, move forward. <laughs> all right, so in there, uh, you know, I think, I mean, this, the, the, like, the story here is like several million dollar ideas in here. If anybody wants to become a millionaire. This is great. Uh, you should watch the very end of this, apparently, because uh, they keep spitting out. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I bet the wheels are turning in a lot of You don't of like your job, eyes. you want to be in reefing, or you're already in reefing and you just yeah. want to make more money, I guess. The Solve reefers' problems, they will pay you. Yes, they will. There you go. <laughs> I will pay you. I'll write a check for myself because I want one if you can create these things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 2004. Do you know what we were using for flow in 2004? We don't even have one it, here. Sort of like that, but not really. No. Not even that. It was called uh, MaxiJet. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it this thing? The MarineLand MaxiJet? No, this is, oh, that's, the that's a little different one. Yeah, I don't know. So does anybody raise your hand if you use a maxi jet for flow in a large reef tank? Because I did. Uh, and it well, and it didn't have like a, a oh. propeller pump cover or oh, yeah, anything like that. That's an important factor here. No, so you got to go way back, dinosaur age. Like, you did not have a boat prop on it. <laughs> it was just a little impeller squirting out of a hole the size of a pencil. <laughs> Yep. All right. So I don't know. That's like what we had for flow back in 2004 for, for the most part, like affordable flow. We'll get into yeah. like if you uh, money's no object, uh, what, what it was there later. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think a vast majority of people had maxi jets uh, mm. and uh, by marine land at the time. And that uh, sort of uh, was the evolution of you, right? Yeah, you'll see that a little bit later, a little bit but later. yeah, I don't know. And the goal was about 10x. So if you had a 100 gallon tank, uh, have a thousand gallons an hour of flow. Which now we have single pumps mm -hmm. that can go like quadruple that. Like you know, the, Neptune, one right here. the Neptune Apex one is 4,000. Oh yeah. The so uh, MP10 is 1,500. This little pump here could have been, you know what, like 20 maxi jets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, very interesting. Uh, it Really though, I gotta be honest, I, I mean, the more you really dive into these uh, numbers that we all pass around, the 10X, 50X, 100X, uh, 2.3X, it's all just kind of like, where did that come from yeah, and why? That's the main question that comes to mind is, who came up with that? Yeah, I don't know the answer who came up with that. It sounded like a nice round number. There you go. Ten. I don't know. Also, like at the time, it was affordable. Ten, so, ten X yeah, was affordable. If I said 20, it wouldn't have been affordable. I'd have, <laughs> no. I'd have 10 of these maxi jets in my tank. Yeah. So, <laughs> it just wouldn't make any sense. Uh, so I don't know where that stuff comes from, but uh, probably not from logic, uh, to be <laughs> honest. Um, and uh, wave makers are super popular at this point, right? Oh. So like on-off style wave makers, you can buy all kinds of them. Yeah. So, and K2 
can you time them at the time though? Can you like program them? You know, a lot of them are like set for like you know, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, five seconds on, five mm. seconds off, that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's even outlets and stuff for it, uh, which you would learn, like later learn that like is garbage mm. because you can't create an actual current in the tank of any real flow magnitude. If you turn a pump on inside of five seconds, it hasn't even really started to move water hardly at all. Yeah. Especially a maxi jet. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know. Felt good though. Was it, enough, you know, I thought there was people in the forums that were like just using regular timer, did, like, Mm -hmm. Timers for your that Christmas came a little lights bit later. or whatever. Yep, and was doing trying to replicate the same you thing. You can get longer flow rates. But one of the things that like uh, a friend of mine told me <laughs> later on, and you just don't think about this. Is, so I got 10x flow, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but I put them on a wave maker. I immediately have five. <laughs> because half of them are off at yeah, any given at any moment. Given moment. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I immediately cut it in half. Uh, so there you go. Uh, so uh, we also, super duper popular at the time, was high door rotating deflectors. Do you remember those things? Yeah, I do. And I think some of them are still around. In sort of like, it, does it, the one that uses the flow, the push of the mm -hmm. water to actually mm -hmm. swirl itself. So they work on a lot of different things. You could put them mm -hmm. on like uh, closed loops. You could put them on all kinds of different stuff. They had a different adapter like on a it. plumber, plumbing, it would fit on piping though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it had an adapter for a maxi jet output. So you could take this little round guy and it would use the flow and some gears to like spin around and it would kind of like scoop, you know, aim the water mm. in different directions yeah. as it spun around. It would clog now and then, and they were like 15 bucks, and you just had to replace them. Yeah. But it was a way to like not blast your corals. Now that I'd say blast uh, with my maxi jazz, kind of hard to <laughs> really do to begin with. But uh, yeah, in fact, actually, you know, it's funny because I started the tank the first time, and maxi jets come with like the air tube, you know, on oh, it. like you can attach an air. Yeah, and I didn't know better, man. As I put the air tube on there, and I like took a picture of this, and I'm like. This doesn't look right. They're like, yeah, because you don't use the air tube, dummy. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, you see it in freshwater and stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't know. You got to expose your faults. Here I am. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, let me learn real quick. And so, uh, also, the pros at the time are using things called, I mean, if you're big bucks, tunes oh, streams. Tune streams. Yeah, so they were like the nano streams you have now with the big guys. Yeah. Uh, and they were just really big. And I don't remember exactly what they cost, but in my mind, they were unobtainable. That was, the, was. That was the boat prop technology, though. Mm -hmm. So you're actually, you knew what is possible out there, but it was not affordable. Yeah, if you were uh, Daddy Warbucks, you could get uh, <laughs> these like $400. Uh, I'm making up the price because I don't remember what they were, but yeah. they were a lot. And it had a boat prop in it, and you could have the 3,000 gallons an hour flow instead of 240. Mm. But no, I mean, partially because nobody really wanted to afford it at the time. Yeah. But everybody's kind of like, uh, why? You know, my maxi jets are working just fine. Mm. And, and I, I, don't, I can I get don't a bunch know. of them for the same price. I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now, this goes across like actually a, a lot Constantly. of different things here. Yeah. Is the Germans just seem to be years ahead of us? Balling method, we found yeah. that out. The balling method, the like, I'm I just go a on bunch on. of things. Uh, so here's the thing: is this is why I think this is. Uh, I'm like, I hate to say this out loud, but I'm just going to say it anyway. <laughs> uh, I think it's the mentality of perfection mm. that Germans have. Yeah, it's just like it's never good enough always trying to perfect, always make it better. The good enough mentality like just doesn't exist in the German DNA. Yeah. Like this somebody scrubbed it out of the DNA <laughs> like 
picked it out, threw it out. Not there you know? anymore. Uh, and uh, I don't know, man. It's just not there. And so that, that constant drive produces a different level of success. They also, for whatever reason, aren't as cautious. So there isn't like as much fear of snake oil and stuff. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. tend to trust each other. Yeah. I, I don't know. So it's a different kind of thing. And I think I think trust and honesty and a drive to improve does produce a different level of success in anything, actually, now that you say it aloud. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, there is pride in the products they produce rather than a focus on ROI, too. Uh, like so, you know, you see a lot of American-made products, and like the whole focus is how do I make this cheap more enough that somebody will buy it? Yeah, make more money from it. Yeah, watch yeah. how they ruined uh, UV sterilizers. They like, you know, it wasn't I wanted to solve the problem in your tank. I wanted to sell UV sterilizers, so I made it small and cost sixty bucks. Doesn't work worth a crap, but uh, <laughs> now I'm able to sell one where I wouldn't sell the big one. Yeah, terrible Doesn't idea. Make sense. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, I will tell you the German stuff ends up costing a lot of money. So they don't really focus on the ROI at the end of the end. They just take the huge price tag on to make it work. Uh, all right. For the elite group, for uh, the, the guys, man, that are really, really, really into this, you know, they're into closed loops. Mm. Reflow pumps, like the darts and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, are yeah, super yeah. duper popular. So you'd have, uh, you know, a, a closed loop, meaning you're sucking water out of the tank and then punk, pumping it back in. Back in. You know, an amazing 2,400 gallons an hour or something, or mm. 4,000 gallons an hour mm -hmm. from your dart. Except for that's 4,000 gallons. <laughs> yeah, and then, but the dart was this big. Didn't uh, they, wasn't there uh, like a plumbing box or something? I had one of these, and I don't know where I picked it up from, but it was a box that had four inputs or outputs, inputs or outputs, you could use it however, but when you would use it on a closed loop, you plumb it into a closed loop and it would switch which way oh, the yeah. flow came out. I don't um, remember what the thing was called, actually. Uh, somebody will, somebody will comment, a little, you know what I'm talking about. It had about. different fittings in it and it would spin around yeah. and it would send water out this different, way, this way, this different way. pipes as it spun around and you could reconfigure it. And yeah. I don't know what it was called. Yeah. Though. Somebody will, somebody will, yeah, I'm sure somebody will, will I bet bring you it up. Greg Carroll knows. Uh, is Greg out there? <laughs> yeah, he's out. Okay, here. Greg, your challenge is on, man. <laughs> what was that thing called? Uh, all right, but this was the Elite Reefers. And part of the cool part about it, too, though, is when you use the closed loop, there's no wires in your tank. You can get uh, mm. water flow underneath the tanks. You can put bulkheads in the bottom of the tank and have flow going up yeah. and sideways underneath the rock. Yeah. Really opened up the opportunities. But you had giant, giant pumps, more leak opportunities, ah, yeah. a bunch of other but stuff. But you could see the, um, but you could see the, or you could hide like the outputs. So you could build oh, it yeah. up around rock. So you actually don't see 10 maxi jets in your display. I've seen a lot of tanks like that. Uh, a friend of mine locally had one. You know, he had mm -hmm. a big tank put in his bar and then he had uh, like uh, uh, all the closed loops underneath so he could flush out all of the stuff that yeah. would collect, normally collect under your rock. Yeah. And, he, and he had that done there. Mm. So yeah, totally different uh, approach to it. Uh, and at the time, the flow coming from your return pump is calculated as part of your 10X. Yeah. Uh, now, now you got like all these fancy, you know, uh, like uh, return lines and stuff, and you're trying to like randomize it because like the flow coming out of your return pump is somehow yeah. going to be the well, primary I've, flow. I've got a mag drive 19, and that's 1,900 gallons per hour, so I got to add that into my 10 times flow. I only need three maxi jets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. Uh, or not, I guess. Uh, uh, it's the uh, ocean motion. Yeah, ocean yeah. motion. Who yeah. did it? Was it? 
from Greg? Or did somebody no, else that say was it? Brian. Oh, there we go. Brian, bravo. Oh, Scott said it first, though. Oh, Scott. Scott. All right, Wait, Ocean Motion. There you go, Scott. That's, that's what Ocean it was. Ocean Motion. Had yeah. one of those. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, what I remember about them is they jammed, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you have a moving part in plumbing, and then you have constant pressure on it. Mm, it was not water. Like, yeah. yeah, I just remember I'm jamming all the time. <laughs> uh, uh, but okay, so uh, flow is calculated return. Now, I won't say this uh, is an overarching term for everyone, but a vast, vast majority of us don't calculate flow from a return because mm. pumping water through a sump back up is the least efficient possible way to create to flow, flow in your tank. Yeah. Uh, also the loudest. Mm. And the only reason for the return pump is to keep the filtration and life support connected to the tank. Yeah. So we don't do that anymore. But 2004, this was the shortest 2004 of all the things that we've done because I don't think flow was really like that big of a topic back then. No, I don't think so. I mean, I would be curious if other people out there who've been around as long, this long uh, felt like flow was a really big topic back 16 years ago because I don't, I don't remember it being it was, that big of a topic, and certainly, like, it's you know, like times change. You know, you like you, you see all these people. Like everybody thought the tunes were a waste of money. You don't need that, and all this other garbage. Mm. But once it became affordable, all of a sudden you did need it. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I don't <laughs> know. It's kind of a different thing. Uh, all right, so now we're going to fast forward a little bit, and we're going to compact like 10 years uh, of flow into 2004 to 2015. 2015. All right. Where'd we come in a decade? So uh, we don't have a picture of this. I should have got one picture of this at least. But uh, some of you may remember the MaxiJet mod uh, like uh, project. So way back in the day. Is this you, you know, or was this before you? Before me. Yeah. Uh, so I just put a kit together. I didn't invent this project. Ah, you okay. Know? okay. Uh, and so uh, somebody out there had this brilliant idea. You know, basically you look at a tuned stream and it's just a motor on the end with a rod and a boat prop on the front. Mm. Why is this thing 400 bucks? Right. You know, yeah. and like, I, I don't know, you know. <laughs> I mean, granted, they're like importing it and all this other stuff. But uh, then the uh, MaxiJet thing here, you know, just had this other impeller on and the motor, I, I remember these things being like 25 bucks. I don't mm -hmm. remember exactly what they were. Yeah. But, you know, what the guy did was pop out the like impeller here and it just had it like a normal impeller not a prop on it right and he popped it out and then dug all the stuff out of the inside <laughs> of it then got a carbon fiber rod to run up the middle of it then a plastic tube uh, air hard rigid airline tube uh, to shove inside of it and then some other end points on it and then a plumbing fitting and then glued another piece of uh, end uh, on it and he made a tune stream out of a MaxiJet, ah. right? And so for a handful of parts, you know, he created, uh, I changed a 200 gallon an hour flow pump into 2000. So he, and he, he wasn't making kits for it, he was just telling Sharon how mm -hmm. to make it on your own if you want yeah, to do it Yeah, there was like a pretty long thread yeah. on like how to do this. Yeah. This is right up my alley, mm -hmm. right? So right up my alley to figure out and go do this. I, I just love these And to make it available projects. to everybody, yeah. yeah. Well, and so I went and did it, yeah. and then I put it on my tank, and then like, 
Whoa. Ooh. <laughs> okay, tank just starts thriving immediately. You can see all the gunk is flushed up mm. and removed by the filtration. The corals are just doing better than ever. Mm. Uh, and you'll hear later why that would obviously be. But I didn't know it. I think a lot of us didn't know it at the time. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the tank is doing so good. But, you know, here's the problem is that project was actually a giant pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, and mm -hmm. there was like, it was still kind of loose. Like it was, here's a list of stuff. You could do it this way. You yes. could do it that way. And like many things, isn't it very cost efficient to do because you had to go buy some, you know, carbon fiber rod from the hobby store, which was, you know, hard to find yeah, and kind of expensive. Yeah, yeah. And we'd later learn the carbon fiber rod would actually wear out fast. So you should get this 316 welding rod. But <laughs> if you buy the pack of 316 welding rod, uh, you have to buy like a whole container of it for 50 bucks or whatever it was. It starts getting uh, up there. I had to buy a very specific boat prop you don't have a hobby store that has it around you, you had to, you know, mail it All in. All the little RC. Six, eight dollars yeah. in, in shipping attached to it. You had to go to uh, wander around all of the stupid pet stores around, like uh, all the Petco's and PetSmart's, because that's the only place that ever carry a hard, rigid line airline tubing. Because I don't even know what it's really used <laughs> for, uh, like what purpose, and certainly not in a saltwater aquarium. I've never seen this used. Yeah. Uh, and you had to bring your welding rod and make sure it fit in, because they have different diameters inside, because it's extruded. And there's just like so many pieces. And before you know, it, you added up all the shipping and everything. It's like, man, I got like you know 200 bucks into yeah. this project uh, from all over the place Whew. yeah so and the biggest problem was like centering this rod in the center oh, talk about yeah. not getting that right yeah then. so just hum if you didn't get it perfect <laughs> uh, and so I don't know so what I found is uh, I went and talked to a friend of mine uh, actually I didn't even know him at the time I didn't even know what a CNC was at the time actually oh, yeah. uh, I'd never even heard of it uh, and uh, the local reef clubs like, oh yeah, Spazzin's got a CNC, and like and he, they kind of described what it was, and like he could make a cap for this top of this plumbing <laughs> fitting that would center it perfectly, and nobody would have this problem. The hardest part of this project would be gone. Yeah, make those caps, dude. Light bulb. Yeah, it was cool because then I, he'd go turn up uh, for me. He would go turn uh, one sheet of uh, acrylic into like three, two, three grand, you yeah. know, for his family. <laughs> uh, or his reef tank, I don't know, whatever. Uh, and just print out these little things for the, the rest of us. And we put that together a little kit, and if I remember correctly, they were 25 bucks. So you didn't have to go collect all this yeah. stuff one by one, just buy the whole box of rod, maxi drive all over town, whatever. Mm -hmm. And we put these little MJ Mod kits, and that was MJMods.com. And so you could turn your maxi jet into that thing. And I couldn't believe it, man. Uh, and the, right in the beginning, we were selling like 25 of these things a day out of my basement. Yeah. And by the end, man, it was like 50. That's awesome. You know, yeah, I was like, ah, this is really cool. You know, I don't know, it's fun. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, I was so funny, man. I, I went to a, a, a uh, what do they call it, uh, a, a Macna, and I think it was in, in Houston. It was in Texas somewhere, uh -huh. right? And I saw the guys from Marineland. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm the guy that makes those little kits for them. Oh, cool, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it was so funny, man. I'm like, why are you letting me make this thing? Because <laughs> you have the motor. All you got to do is put a prop on the end of it and throw it in the box and everybody would be really happy. You'd sell more of these things ever. And he just started laughing. He's like, yeah, I know. 
but you know this is a big place so you know somebody's got to develop the idea to do it oh. and then it's got to get like if it's not mm. you know the head of uh, some department that came up with the idea on his own then it's got to get lost and then found oh yeah and then lost again <laughs> then like uh, pulled out of a drawer and I'll see this from a movie uh, you had to go down the stairs there were no stairs in the dark room <laughs> they had to beware of the leopard <laughs> just a, uh, yeah, so just to bring it to maybe fruition. Maybe you get that reference point in there. Yeah, some people out there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, and he's like, dude. At the end of the day, man, like we will make this, but by the time we make it, it will be irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that is the funniest story I've ever heard, and it turned out that way. By the way, yeah, uh, I'll tell you about it later. But uh, then also it was super funny. I'm so I'm standing there. I met Mark from LG Free. Uh, mm. LG Free magnets does the like wooden magnets. Oh yeah. And, and uh, he's standing there watching the whole thing, and I can watch, like, literally the gears turning in his head. Like, I could do this. Yeah. You know, with this guy selling this many of these out of his basement, mm -hmm. like, I could make some molds for this and, like, you know, just make a mint on these things. I could yeah. watch the wheels turn, yeah. you know? And I'm like, ah, you know what? You know, I, we're all, it's a free world. Do what yeah. you want. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I go home though, I decide I'm going to make molds for it. Yeah. I never made a mold of anything my whole life. And so I pay these guys like 10 grand to make just the impeller mold. And now I'm about to, you know, invest like, I mean, all of my tips from the waiter job, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and all the money from everything into these molds cause this is the future and nobody's making it and I'm like, fine. And like literally the day before I'm going to write the check. Yeah. LG Free, LG Free Mark comes out with comes him. out with the like MJ Mod kit. I, I don't know what it was called right, or something right. else. And I'm like, sweet. And I threw the whole thing in the trash. You don't have I to spend away. your money anymore. Yeah, because I was actually bulk resupply at the time. Now. Yeah, bulk yeah, resupply yeah. is now open. I'm like, oh, I can free my mind from this garbage because I got something else to work on. <laughs> yeah. And it was like bulk resupply is literally open probably for like six months at the time. But uh. I'm like, I got something better to do. Thank <laughs> God. And then the joke was actually sadly on Mark. Uh, I actually like Mark. Uh, sadly on Mark though because Hydor came out like two months later. Oh yeah. With a, just mm. the, the whole thing. Yeah, the Idor Corellia that's now 40 bucks. Who's spending $25 to modify a $25 pump in a way that it really isn't made to do? Or just buy a one. Yeah, that when you get a $45 Corellia. Mm. Yep. So, a dude got stuck with like 10,000 of those things. Oh. It did me a huge favor. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the biggest, the nicest favor anybody's ever done You're for the me. luckiest person I know. <laughs> Is mjmod.com still a thing? I, I, I think Is it's logs. still there. I just think it's logs. Oh, it's closed yeah. down. We haven't we forwarded it to Reef Chili or something at yeah. one point in time. But uh. yeah, I don't know. So that was kind of interesting, though. There, there was a reason there's a long story there is because the depths at which all of the people were willing to go, myself and all mm. the other people building these kits and uh, uh, modding their, their MJ mods, because we're all realizing the value of mm. flow at this point in yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Like, all right, all right. I still don't want to buy your expensive uh, tune stream, but I, uh, I relent. This is a value, <laughs> you know? Yep. All right. In uh, high doors, really, man, uh, changed the whole thing, you know? Tunes, man, nanos uh, uh, are now mm. out. They've changed the pricing. You know, bring they, they kind of price down. Somebody twisted their arm and made them make it cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, this is what I call the point here is the flow 
revolution. Yeah. Like the renaissance of flow mm. or something like that. Yeah, it's available. All right, flow is cheap now, so the debate of how much you need is done. Like once it's affordable, there's no reason to debate whether you need it or not. Yeah. And once you find out you do, uh, the debate's over. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah, over. Yeah. Uh, I think the tunes, uh, the tunes team was actually the foundation of that change globally. I mean, they offered that type of flow to everybody in an easy, mm. easy uh, to implement format for anyone, you know, globally. Uh, it was the DIY community, however, that really applied the pressure for, you know, other competitors to come out. Uh, you know, forced, mm. you know, LG Freeze thing and then later Hydro and many others. Right. Uh, and so I will tell you then, it was the Italians in Hydor who actually made it easy and affordable. Mm. So, you know, it was fun to see the evolution of that as a, a German leader, the DIY community, and then the Italian uh, uh, leader, you know, coming in and you know, solving different problems in different ways. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. So, years later. After the fact. <laughs> yeah. Not, <laughs> Hydor has been out for years now. Yeah. Years later. Somebody found that file. MaxiJet <laughs> found the file behind the leopard door. <laughs> and decides they're going to launch with uh, the kid in there so it can be either one and you can add the prop yeah. on it. Now, here's, A lot of us are familiar Here's the with funniest. I, mean, I don't know, man. I, I only know the story as told to me from other people. The accuracy of this. Yeah, is, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, suspect. But uh, so... As I know the story, it's Aquarium Systems is making the MaxiJet, which mm. is an Italian company, mm -hmm. and has produced this pump that is super duper reliable. It's uh, like always works, you know, doesn't ever fail, and affordable right. rel relatively. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. So now the the founding company in the United States who is buying the MaxiJets from Aquarium Systems decides they want this thing in there. Mm -hmm. But in order to produce this thing, uh, they can't do it at the same cost. Mm. So they ship the uh, production of the MaxiJet away from Italy to a new company in China. For the, for the boat prop? No, for the whole thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, the whole thing, the yeah. motor, the whole thing. So ah. this reliable pump that's been out there for decades that has produced an untold amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, let's... let's Let's take this now irrelevant piece that nobody cares about anymore because there's way better <laughs> there's options, options years later. And now, now let's, start let's go it make it. But to make it, we actually have to ruin the original product. <laughs> and they do. They ruin it. And it works now kind of as this thing. Right. And it works kind of as the, a, the other uh, pump. a yeah. pump. But one of the primary uses for it is actually driving equipment like calcium reactors, yeah. you know, carbon and carbon, GFO yeah, reactors. Yeah. And now, if you have any amount of head pressure on the thing, it hums like a beast, man. Mm. It's so loud. <laughs> so in order to add an irrelevant piece, we shipped it out of the quality of factories in, in Italy, moved it to China, mm. and made it suck for irrelevancy. <laughs> for irrelevancy. I don't like it was so funny. To that, be late to the game about like, five, six, seven years. You know, their representative uh. it, at Macna called it 100 <laughs> <laughs> it was super funny mm. uh anyway lead uh, a horse to water okay so years later maxi jet uh, really adapts 
All right, so now we're living in a new world, man. It's not 10x, it's 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, 15,000x, as much as you can put in the just tank. put flow in the tank. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like we're just learning, you know, more and more and more. But do we understand why at this time? Like what, like, okay, so I put flow in my tank and my corals seem to be do, doing better, but is the, the, the mm. uh, biology behind why, yeah. And I think, you know, some of it, some of the biologies out there, definitely like the, the marine biologists are out they there. They understand. I'll yeah. be frank, but the marine biologists obviously are um, bit, often get drowned out by mm. the, you know, general hobbyists yeah. uh, talking with each other, including myself. Yeah. You know, like there's like for every marine biologist, there is uh, like 8,000 of us, you know, all <laughs> rambling, trying How to figure out to what's happening in our tank. Yeah. Right? So... Here's the problem is uh, you don't really know, you know, but like a lot of us are just trying to emulate the ocean. So you're trying to f figure out like velocity that you see in the reefs right. and stuff yeah. you know, and do it in an affordable manner, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm. All right. So at the time, wave makers are still popular, but uh, and they're OK. But, you know, the problem, even with the DC ones at this point, is they're still like on off in like 15 second cycles. You know, so like, mm. if you turn a they're pump fixed. on, it's not like you can adjust it. At this they kind of they adjust, yeah. Like they're just they're not what you'd like them to be. Right, right. You right. know, and like, even like the tunes ones, you know, there's kind of like this random thing. But like, if I remember correctly, like 15 or 30 seconds is like the, the max, max yeah, like on-off time you can get. Yeah. And 30 seconds isn't even that enough. Yeah, yeah a lot of them are pulse uh, on-off, but various or you know ways. But yeah. like, you know, one of the things though, if you go turn on a pump and like really pay attention, you'll see that it takes maybe five minutes for it to create the entire really actual, mm. you know, current, like current yeah. in the tank yep. that it's capable of. Uh, and it actually takes quite a long time right. to create any current, uh, yeah. you know, because it's, it's a compounding effect of pushing water and, the, you know, it's like getting the, it's you getting, know, get the that momentum bowl and rolling down the hill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so I don't know. There's wave makers, but like, I, I, people just haven't really figured out makers. Now, this is the timer conversation. That ah, you okay. Earlier. All right. So this is where the timers come in, like because I can, if thirty, if you're only uh, maxing me at thirty seconds, well, mm -hmm. I want to go longer than thirty seconds, and there's no option available. My Christmas tree light timer can get the job done. Yeah. So uh, my friend uh, David <laughs> Grigger, I don't know if he came over. In my mind, he's always at my house, but sometimes he's on the forum. <laughs> I don't remember you know, so many interactions. Uh, so David Greger saying that, uh, like, you know, the goal here isn't random. Random is, you know, sounds nice, but it isn't mm. necessarily the most important. It's just varied flow is right. the important part. So that, like, everything isn't getting blasted the exact yeah. same way Some, all day long. Yeah, sometimes know? this way, sometimes that yeah, way. Yeah, and, like, if you leave them both on, what happens is the turbulence is right here, and it all happens that way and, you know, all day long, every day. Yeah. You know? mm. uh, and so what he would do, and you guys, some of you guys have probably heard this a thousand times, but this is where this comes from, is, uh, you know, turn on the right pump, you know, at this time, my MaxiJet mod, you yeah. know, and... You know, I got 2,000 gallons an hour coming out of this thing. 
Uh, and by the way, we measured 2,000 gallons by taking big garbage bags and taking them into a big bathtub mm -hmm. and then turn them on and then see how much the garbage bag fills up. Uh, uh, and then we'd measure the gallons coming out of it. I mean, true <laughs> DIY, right? Science right there. Um, you know, like, we're just trying to do the best we can, yeah. you know? <laughs> but it's so funny. Actually, went over to Dirk's like, lab. And Dirk, uh, I don't know if some of you have probably seen Dirk's uh, at, like, uh, at the trade show. He sells like everything under the sun. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's got like, a huge, like, I almost like dungeon in his in his uh, uh, basement filled with eight million tanks at his like insurance facility. Yeah, and uh, we'd go there because he had big tanks, and we'd fill these big garbage bags up. Just so nerdy. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So the timers, though, what you do is you turn one on for 20 minutes, and for 20 minutes now all the flow is going this way. And what happens Circulating is back. it creates a gyre yeah. around wherever because it, it has to return. Mm -hmm. And then uh, what you do is you would turn the other pump, uh, this one off now, and this one on for 20 minutes, and then we create the gyre going the other direction. Yeah. The point, we're not calling it gyre, right, uh, but right, that right. is absolutely what's happening, yeah. just uh, not in the way that they're talking about it. And then for 20 minutes, you turn both on, yeah. right? And so when now they're both on, it creates turbulence, not a current, right. you know? creates turbulence in the center and really high flow and really gets everything stirred up for 20 minutes and then it rests again and goes back. And it turns out you can divide an hour by uh, 20 minutes three times and it was perfect. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so like I did that and I just used a, you know, oh, your average timer. timers. Yeah. I think I used a timer on on uh, my reef keeper, I can't remember how mm. I did it, but because yeah. there's not actually that many stops on a on a Christmas timer. Oh, the little uh, pull, pull, push in, pull out plastic I, thing. I, yeah, yeah, I might have done it every hour instead. I don't remember. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you get the rhythm here. You know, like create an actual current in the tank. It's not important to be. I shouldn't say it's not important, but it's not mission critical that it's truly random. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, I don't know. That's my opinion anyway. <laughs> uh, all right, DC options are out now, uh, but they're for the elite. That's the new elite tier, <laughs> right? So DC options means like- Adjustable flow. I don't know if it's truly ram uh, uh, random, but it ramps up and it ramps mm. down and like in a uniform fashion, yeah. smooth. Yeah. And, you know, it goes from one to the other. Sometimes they talk to each other. And, <laughs> like, you know, they do all these like fun stuff. It's like, you know, all the toys in your brand new car. You know, some of them you use, some of them you don't. Most, but I'm glad a lot they're of them there. you don't, yeah. yeah I don't know. Uh, all right, and closed loops are now becoming less popular. And the reason for that is just cost and complexity. Yeah. Right? I mean, like when I can add 2,000 gallons of flow, or 4,000 gallons of flow with two of these, or I could drill the hell out of my tank and get a big giant Plumbing reef uh, flow and, pump yeah, that costs 10 times as much. Uh, it's not as popular. Yeah, yeah. well, the, the incentive to do it, it's still being done, and there's still good reason to do it. The incentive to do it is just lower now. Well, even the form factor of these pumps is enough to, like, so what if I have a cord in my tank and this pump that sticks out about th two, three inches into the water? It's not taking up my entire display. It's uh, I'd rather do that than drill and plumb and do my mm -hmm. whole closed loop thing. Yeah. It's true. Uh, uh, but they're still uniquely good at one thing. Yeah. Flow at the bottom of the tank. Mm. So if you want to get flow near the bottom of your tank, uh, closed loops are still uniquely, to this day, yeah. good at that one yeah. thing. Uh, 
Sea swirls for closed loops are yeah. actually pretty popular. You know what a sea swirl is? You must. I've seen yeah. it. That's the, the motor that turns mm -hmm. side by side by side. Yeah. Yeah, so they have like an input and then an output that goes in the tank and then it swirls. And so like uh, some people actually use these for your returns back when returns were uh, yeah. your part of your flow system. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, but yeah, so the sea swirl is like swaying the water around. And this is something I think later on is totally missing in our tanks mm. is the ability to change where, where the, flow the flow comes going. from yeah. instead of just blasting in the exact same way every day. And as I say it, like I want it myself. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So let's see. See, they're for closed loops. Vortex are now becoming pretty popular. Mm, yes, they were. I mean, it's undeniable the technology piece of it that you're like, you know, magnetic, like it's a magnetic oh, coupling through the glass. They so. caught my eye first time I ever saw them, and I knew I had to have them. Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, I did. I did the Coralias for a while and then realized that, man. I just really like the technology. I want to, these things talk to each other. Uh, you mean I can uh, set it so it goes to night mode every every so often? I've got six different, you know, flow pattern type deals I can choose from. This is for me. You know, I'm gonna say this actually, I just this just came to me. This is also an area like, you know, not everybody can ever afford a, like a Porsche in their life, Yeah. right? Yeah. But this is the Porsche of reefing. And for 400 bucks, I can have Porsche. a taste of the Porsche <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, in this one area of my mm. life, right? I don't know. I don't know if it's really that, uh, but like it is. Like they're presented as the high end. It's got really cool technology. Mm. I mean, I will tell you, at 2004, I haven't really grasped why I would want that technology other than it's there and it's cool. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, later on, I'd figure out some reasons as to why I really like that. But they go beyond just the fact that it's cool. <laughs> but the cool factor is real. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So there you go. Uh, so the Vortex are becoming popular. Uh, battery backups are also like becoming a very, very popular thing. It's becoming obvious how many people's tanks crash because of power outages. Yeah, and loss of flow. And yeah. an airstone's not cutting it. Yeah, well, like, like, yeah, even the Airstone thing is pretty uh, not that common, the one of the battery backups yep. and stuff. Yep, I mean. yep, yep. And the reality is that Airstone is sound as cool as it sounds. If it's been sitting in your tank for a year, we'll be waiting for the power outage. It it's clogged it by that. It won't then. work. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. The, the, but it's not the battery backups and the Vortex are be like the cutting edge piece, but a lot, a lot of people are plugging it into like a UPS. Yeah. Uh, like a, you know, one for your computer. Uh, Jabao. On Amazon J is a thing. Yeah, Jabo. Jabo, Jabo. I've seen it. I've seen it both ways. Uh, it's a cheap DC pump, right? Mm -hmm. And so these things. I had several of them. Yeah, they're like you know they're sold on Amazon predominantly. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a couple other places you could buy one, but uh, you know they're they're like it makes you feel like you're getting you know the technology of the age, yeah. you know, DC stuff. And Mine had a, kind of are. I did. I had the MP. I had two MP40s on either side of my 125, but then I got a couple Jabo pumps, and I just wanted flow on the back. And my tank was already flushed up against the wall. I really didn't have. I didn't want this big, uh, too big of a pump. So I found a couple cheapo Jabos and put them in the back, uh, facing forward, just to add to my flow. And it was. I mean, it was cool enough to where it had like a feed mode in there, and mm -hmm. it had the little photo sensor that would realize that my lights were off and it kind of tone them down but uh 
I had them, and, and then I ended up just using all of those on uh, Jabo pumps on like all, all my frag systems and all my other tanks because I wasn't going to spend Vortec money on my frag systems and whatnot. So, so uh, what was but your experience work. with how how long they lasted? Mine, mine didn't fail. No. I didn't have them. I mean, granted, uh, yeah, I probably had all my frags before moving up here. I had my systems up for like a year and a half, uh, and then moved up here, got rid of a lot of them. But for that year and a half that I was running them, didn't wasn't an issue. So that's the like you know hot topic debate: how long yeah, will yeah. these things last? And nobody nobody buying them thinks they're getting the best thing on the market. Nah. It's just like I just don't want to get total crap either. It's affordable enough that if it were to go down, it's not going to kill me to get another one. Uh, so, uh, at this point in time, like, uh, this was maybe, I don't know, I'm just guessing now. I mean, it was like maybe four or five years ago. Yeah. Maybe three, four years ago. I don't remember. Oh, this was rattling around in your head? Well, I don't know. At some point, we're like, you know, what, uh, the question's asked, should BRS sell Jabao now? It's been out for a while. A lot you know? of people using it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's a cheap option for a new tank. Uh, uh, I don't know. And like, so the question is, does Jabao fit BRS's good, better, best strategy? You know, like mm. good, the, you know, the inexpensive thing that just works, better, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, I'm like, I don't know, man. This might actually fit the good strategy at some point. It's been sold in this market for a while, low, you know. Low price point, lots of people uh, use So we that. ordered some, yeah. you know, and like tell, hey, man, we're interested in, you know, distributing these things in the United States, and like, can you send us any samples of these things? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so Nick gets them. And uh, of the six that we got, only three worked. Uh, right? Okay. Out of the box. Yeah. DOA was three of them. And then when he opened them up, two of them were legitimately missing half of the parts on the board. Oh, no. <laughs> I like, this is your biggest opportunity in the U.S. And three duds like, They're missing parts in it. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. okay, well, if, if, the standard is that's what you send me. What you're sending somebody on Amazon, mm. I, you must not care at all. <laughs> I, I have no idea. So we actually had to move on uh, from that. And so I don't know. Should GFBRS sell Jabal's now? I still a good cheap option for a tank. I I, mm. I gotta tell you, I look at the reviews all the time, and you know the, they tend to scrub and disappear. <laughs> but uh, a lot of times, what I see is it looks like oh, this is uh, four stars. But it's kind of like five stars, and then you know, it's actually twenty percent of them are zero. Ah, uh, so it's in, be it's uh, in like, between. Uh, kind of like an indication that like one in five of the people that buy this thing are unhappy. Mm. I don't know. It just doesn't meet our standard. I'll probably order them again at some point in time, and we'll have another you know test Try it internally. Out, yeah. Looking for a, a, a DC option that's. Yeah, I don't Good. know. Like, so currently, no, it just doesn't meet our standard yet. You can buy the things, though, on Amazon or something, stopping anybody from making them buy them in the U.S. So just, we have to have a standard. Like, I just I want you to know that if you buy from BRS, that it means that we would use it ourselves yeah. and that, like, like we can we're send comfortable it selling. Yeah, exactly. We can send it to you and not have you expect parts to be missing or one out of three or one out of six be in DOA. Yeah, yeah, to be honest, there's things even here that I would use personally mm -hmm. in some instances that I wouldn't sell to another human being. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you know, like, because you, you can make your own value mm -hmm. matrix and, like, well, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, but the Jabao has made, you know, DC pumps affordable at some point mm -hmm. in here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there we go. Neptune comes out. 
And Neptune has the wave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so now we have this pump is different. It's definitely stronger than most of them out there. Oh, 4,000 gallons per hour. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of unique in that it's got all these alarms, so it tells you when it's, like, slowing down. Mm -hmm. It tells you, like, when it needs maintenance. It tells you when it's probably getting uh, too much current or not enough. It recognizes when it's out of water. Yeah. And, I mean, not just, like, yeah. Hey, you pull it out of water to clean and it, it and it just stops. You know? yeah. So some cool mm. things. Like We're starting to evolve these pumps now. Uh, CJ, oh, and then all of the pucks come out. Oh, okay, little like Nero 5s mm -hmm. and little kind of guys like that. Okay. Yeah, and so like, I don't know, <coughs> I don't remember who was, you know, first on that front. Who did have like one of the There was like pucks. a Wave Blue Line company, I think, that was first on it. But, oh, yeah. you know, a variety of different pumps came out. Now yeah. they all kind of look very similar, but they're like little pucks that are now flat. They're really small, yeah. yeah. I still have a cord in the tank, but the pump itself is very, very minimal. I don't know, you know, but there's a lot of copies of that now. Yeah, I mean, I do. When I first put my hands on the Nero 5, I did like it because it was about as obtrusive in my tank as the wet side of a, of a Vortec pump. Uh, granted, there was a cord, but if, you know, the price was, uh, was good for that. Uh, and it, had, it didn't have, like, this big brick, you know, DC driver and a wall outlet and all this. It had one single core it has one single cord with a little small like bluetooth le type thing that made it controllable uh they just need to make a battery backup for it but well there's that and one of the other issues <coughs> like that and the vortex still strive is like you know if you're not gonna have a cord in the tank i want it aimable and that mm -hmm. like a uh, little puck is aimable to it's some aimable -ish. degree yeah but if i want to have a cord in the tank i want to actually be able to aim the pump where i want the pump yeah. to go yeah yeah, I that's don't know. True. That's just me. Uh, but everybody, you know, you know that when you're looking at it anyway. Uh, so, but there's lots of pucks that come out, uh, and they are low profile. They're much less expensive, and they look nice, mm -hmm. and they're doing really, really big flow at the time. Uh, still now. Uh, all right. And CHA comes out, and they're trying to crack this market. They, you know, they're into all kinds of pumps. Like, the one thing cool about CHA that a lot of you probably don't know is there's a lot of pumps in our industry that are just like, they're just sourcing some Chinese thing and you know, sort of their sticker too. on it. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like, well, they're designing a pump from scratch. You know, there's an aquarium company trying to make a pump. CJ is a pump company that makes trying to pumps. make pump. Yeah, yeah. so this is their wheelhouse. Yeah, you know, just like yeah, it's it's kind of like you know Kessel, who's like you know started in fiber optics and now is a lighting company that sells lighting for all kinds of applications. Yeah. It's a lighting company they for a lighting company. Lights. You know? Now they just expand yeah. the reef tanks. Yeah, like they make them for different applications. Mm -hmm. You know, and so anyway, CJ is a pump company, uh, and there's pump engineers that have been doing this forever in Italy. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, uh, however, they're missing this one. Uh, is trying to crack the market and they just miss it, the boat, all the way. Mm. Uh, they make these really cool, high-quality uh, AC pumps. Yep. You know, those little teeny extremes. If you've seen them, you'll say, that is the smallest powerhead I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, you and know? it pushes water, too. Yeah. yeah. There's actually a really wide cone, too. So, like, <laughs> a lot of people, especially in, like, a mixed tank, super popular, or, or filling in flow areas where you don't just want to blast stuff. But they've missed the price market, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, they've tried to make a high-end AC pump. Mm -hmm. uh, and AC just isn't sexy enough anymore. Yeah, not anymore. You know, like, so, you know, the $90 plus or 110 or whatever these things cost, it's just missed the price point for what it is. Mm. And they did kind of flirt with a DC one. You know, they got a really cool one now, but, like, 
in my opinion, they should have just jumped all the way into the DC. DC. Own, yeah. Like you can't own the high end of the low end. And, and I don't know, it's just yeah. kind of a weird pocket that didn't work. Uh, but the DC and I think they have opportunity, especially the super small form factor. Man. Oh, to make like, that DC, yeah. yeah and once we get to solving the cord issue, which we'll talk about later, <laughs> if you can hide the cord, you know, the ability to aim them and have them that they small. They did have a lot of uh, Really, really sexy option. Mm -hmm. uh, but right now, not the most popular. And, and I, I think it's just because people don't use it because the DC one's actually pretty cool. Well, they, what about adjustable AC pumps? Oh, yeah, like the Rossmont. Akamai or, yeah, Rossmont Ross, was Ross one. Yeah. I don't know, I've never used it. Yeah. So somebody, somebody, and this is just total conjecture, so don't go, I shouldn't even say it out loud. But somebody told me that's because it's using AC, uh, that it makes a lot of electrical noise and will mess up your other equipment, your mm, controllers and probes. And I just yeah. never got around to trying it. Yeah. But yeah, that, I, I, I don't, so don't know if that's true. Somebody should go confirm that. <clears throat> uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. So Rosmod, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even I don't know, know how it works, to be honest. Aquamai, yeah, I had one too, I think. Well, it's definitely Rosma is what we're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. You can control, it's AC. AC, but you can control it. Yeah. Like you can turn up the flow, turn it up and turn it down to some extent. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe somebody can chime in. Huh. And I don't know. But that one never really took off either. Yeah. yeah I don't know. No. And no, it's not my birthday, Charlie. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. There's a lot of people saying happy birthday, but. Oh, somebody. You're a little early. April. Go ahead. No. All right. Yeah, <laughs> not me either. Uh, all right. So, uh, <laughs> the Hydor drops the entire DC line of pumps. Sel is it the Seltzers? I don't know. No, what the, no, no it was the Hydor Corellia, but they had uh, like a DC controller and a whole series of yeah, DC yeah, yeah, pumps. Yeah. And if you I remember- they drop them like they don't make them. They don't make them. So oh. if I remember correctly, the pumps themselves were really inexpensive and the controller was expensive. Yeah. Uh, and. I don't have a good reason as to why that thing mm. went away. Maybe somebody out there has got an opinion as to why it went away. But I couldn't really get a good answer. It's just like nobody was buying them. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Well, I, I mean, I, would still, I still use their AC pumps for like salt mixing bins and stuff. But Well, so I think one of the things is Hydro does really good in big box pet stores. Yeah. And big box pet stores doesn't don't necessarily high-end DC yeah, pumps and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, so maybe it looks kind of irrelevant in the matrix. I yeah. Know. I don't know. I, I'm just guessing. Uh, who knows? But I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's too bad because they were really, they, I mean, they cracked the code with uh, the original Hydro. Mm. I wish they could have, you know, rolled that a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, true. Uh, so, uh, what else we got here? The gyre ah. changes the way that we think about flow. Man, I, so when this hit, that was just a big. I, I don't really care about the gyre because everything does gyre. So yeah, gyre yeah, yeah. just means gyre that you send water one way comes and it back comes the back other. the other. They way. all do that. Circular function. Yeah, uh, I can put any pump on the top of the water and, and do that. Some will do it better than others, uh, mm. but but. Well, they capitalize on the name because nobody's calling the oh, yeah. gyre flow, uh, but it's also revolutionary type flow, though. Laminar flow yeah. that goes shoots Sheet. across the top Sheet of, of water. the tank. Man, that was such For a the good first idea. time ever, I can now <clears throat> get water, you know, that's really crossing the top of the tank without blasting everything else. Without the sucking cone, the vortex also. Sucking up. And the cone, generally, the cone of a normal pump will end up, uh, you know, just blasting everything. This thing was literally shooting a sheet, and it kind of angles down a little bit over time. Yeah. But even when it gets blocked, most of the water continues to travel across mm. the top of the tank. Mm. Uh, and you know, it's 
uh, like a, a really you know valuable type of flow and, and you can, they, see, you can it see it here. here we you know we got vortex on here but we also have both of the gyres because this is kind of a shallow tank and getting water over the top mm. actually helps with the growth a lot yeah and when we uh, we were talking about aquascaping you know like a couple of days ago a few days ago we told you that we built this aquascape too high mm -hmm. and immediately saw that these corals right behind me were uh, going to have a problem with getting flow way the way up there yeah, and so like uh, we've had dryers on here for a long time now just because uh, the combination of uh, the vortex and where we want them and then the gyre going across the top it actually produce yeah. really good mm -hmm. luck or good results <clears throat> rather. Uh, but the gyre really changed the way that we think about flow because uh, even though I could create some of those flow patterns before, I didn't realize it per se and it made me go try to create some of those flow patterns mm -hmm. using a, a gyre and so one of the things that, or other pumps like we actually yeah. had a episode or a video called does it gyre yeah that's true right? it investigates and so like two tunes pumps or two uh, uh vortex you know up near the top will create the same you know Bring flow pattern back, and yep. of course it does because it shoots water across the top has to come back. It has to come back. Well, it has to come back somewhere. Unless it's gonna go black hole, yeah. and then the tank will drain. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it's 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 like, but it changes the way that we think about it, and then also provides type of flow that you can't really create with anything else. Mm -hmm. Sea swirl now. Remember they talked about the sea swirl earlier. Oh uh, yeah. What is it used for now? Somebody somebody commented here too, but okay. Well, so we talked about being able to aim your flow. Uh, and there's value in being able to change the, the angle of your flow. But that doesn't mean I'm going to reach my hand in and adjust the flow every day and change it this way, then change it this way. Mm -hmm. But now you can mount your little sea swirl on there, and now I can sea swirl my 4,000 gallon per hour pump and mm -hmm. have it just move like this across the deck. Yeah, so sea swirl, mm -hmm. like we saw it over on Sean's 2,000 yeah. gallon uh, uh, yeah. tank. And what he did is took his, the sea swirl comes down, instead of pumping water through it, it attaches to his big giant tuneses. Yep. Uh, and it just kind of rotates back and forth. You know, he can aim the pump where he wants it. Solid And idea. then it just kind of rotates and spreads the, the flow around. Mm. You know, and like, you really can't do that, you know, with anything else, yep. you know? And so, uh, you know, it's funny, because we reached out to, the, after I saw that, I reached out to the sea swirl guy and he's like, yeah, I, I can't sell anymore, man. Like, like I'm not really scaled up for this purpose, I think, you know? Oh, so, no. Yeah, like, I wanted to start selling them because I saw the value in it, yeah. you know? And, you know, he's, I don't know, just not looking to expand the business. Like, <laughs> you know, and I'm just happy with what he's doing. So, like, you know, but you, get, you can spin the pump around and aim it to different directions, not put flow through it. Uh, so, I don't know. But that's what sea swirls are used as uh, for now for powerheads. And, like... I'm going to tell you right now, there's a couple mm. of two reasons why I really like this. And so if I didn't, if I wasn't able to put the vortex on the back of my tank and have it effectively provide flow for the whole thing, right. I'd use these things for sure, mm. especially with the Oh, hood. you're talking about on the 360. Yep. Yeah. And my own tank. Yeah. So the reason I would do it is because then I got no magnets on the outside of the tank mm -hmm. um, and I got what will effectively look like no cords in the tank because you can take this like rod that comes down, attaches onto the tunes, the cord will you know, be tightly wrapped up around the tube that goes and up disappears uh, and disappears in the water. So you'll have a, a little pipe attached to this tunes is spinning around. So, so like you this. see the pump, but now the pump is away from the glass. Mm -hmm. And so it looks less obtrusive than it does when it's right on yeah, the glass. Because yeah. mm -hmm. right on the glass, it just obstructs more. I can't see The more I put it in, yeah. the little smaller it looks. 
And so if I had like four of these on, <clears> you know, <throat> in each corner or something to that magnitude, right. spinning around, I'd have flow like kind of all going all over each other, intersecting with each other at different points and creating totally turbulent, varied flow. Yeah. And I wouldn't have the cords and the pumps would look, uh, you know, you know, fairly small and unobtrusive. That's I, I don't know. I like. I feel like it's a miss that there aren't more options like that. Uh, they have a 360 degree C swirl. Uh, S Doyle mentions. Huh. Yeah. Goes oh, there we go. Completely around. Boom. There you go. Uh, return flow again is now no longer part of the overall flow cal cal uh, calculation at all. Uh, because of that, return pumps are now slower, mm. cheaper, and quieter. Yeah. You know, so you have two, three, you know, four X if you're really aggressive. Uh, they're much smaller. You don't have to have a big old reflow or giant walkie pump on this thing. Right, anymore. but I think uh, in between 2004 and 15, the conversation is still like 10 times turnover from your return pump. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's like stuck from some other generic thing. Yeah. You know, I, like there's no reason for it. Mm. You know, it's like stuck going in that through your filtration. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Ah. Yeah, it's like leftover garbage. But then we learn where we sit today. All right. Now we're going to go fast forward to 2020. Yeah, we know a lot more today than we used to know. And some of this, I think, was helpful. Uh, I mean, I learned from watching uh, Dana Riddle's our, our, uh, videos and Magnus talks, mm -hmm. talking to people. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff that, like anecdotal stuff I've learned from uh, experience at Worldwide and the team yeah, over there, WC, Josh and WWC. Victor. And just like our own experiences here. And I understand this better than I did. So now we start to know why the flow is important. In fact, most people will tell you now that getting flow right is more important than getting lighting right, which mm. uh, would have been blasphemy you know, five <laughs> yeah, years true. ago. All right, so this is all about gas exchange, uh, element, and fluid transfer. Yeah. Okay, so 2020, this is as what we know as of today. How do you uh, know you have enough flow? All right, so we, uh, the importance of the flow is to rid the coral of excess hydrogen and low internal pH. So what happens is uh, the coral is sucking in the bicarbonate from the water, splits off a hydrogen to create carbonate, and now the internal pH of the coral drops. Because of the hydrogen. Yeah, but it has that excess hydrogen. Now what happens is it has to pump that thing out yeah. uh, to get rid of it, and the water effectively serves as a pumping action to, to some degree. It, it in doesn't have terms. this type of process in its. Yeah, it doesn't have the, the like. The, get rid of and get rid of in a long a distance away from me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that process of flow coming over the surface of the water is also what you know promotes gas exchange mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. like you know exchange of ions like through its tissue. And so flow is the mechanism as to getting rid of all that excess hydrogen and promoting faster calcification inside of the tissue. Mm. All right. Flow is also uh, the primary way to get rid of excess oxidants and the toxic byproducts of photosynthesis. Mm. So there's all kinds of byproducts of photosynthesis that build up in the tissue and eventually will become poisonous to the coral. Yeah, so mm -hmm. if it hangs out there because it can't get rid of it because it doesn't have flow, then mm -hmm. you'll start seeing like bleaching issues. And yeah, so that's yeah. the number one thing when you talk about bleaching actually is uh, like, 
what happens is the uh, zooxanthellae is replicating so fast that it's becoming or producing so much nutrients and so much uh, photosynthesis going on, it's become toxic to the coral. And the coral has two choices, mm. die right this second or expel all of the zooxanthellae and, and just out. hope that it can make it afterward. Yeah. And it usually chooses the second one rather than die right the second. So bleaching is very often, you know, it's getting rid of all the zooxanthellae because the zooxanthellae have become a problem, hmm. right? Uh, and so that's one of the reasons why you're going to find later uh, flow is really closely related to light. Yeah. Uh, so where you'll find why the reason like lighting is more, or flow is more important than lighting, they're actually the most, they're intertwined. So if I want to have a really high light tank with high energy where there's fast rates of photosynthesis and lots of those byproducts and oxidants uh, being produced, I need to help the coral get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, we're learning that those things are really closely tied to each other. We also want to make it easier for the coral to acquire and utilize major, minor, and trace elements. Mm. Uh, and so, like, flow, end of story, is how you get elements into, into the, tissue the tissue and how it gets yeah. rid of them at the same time. And stagnant water and slow dead spots do that very poorly. Yeah. yeah. End of story. Mm. Right? Even more so for the SPS corals than, like, your softies and LPS. Like, I'm not even sure I'd say uh, more so. I, I just yeah. say it's it's all of them. It's, it's for important. all of them. The yeah. functions happen in all of them. Uh, there's also a thing called the boundary layer, and this is something I don't feel like uh, I know well enough to speak to it at, at great length and how you get past it, but there's a layer around any object uh, that when you put water on it, the water actually kind of splits and goes around it it doesn't yeah. actually hit so the a, object. A little right? gap there. Mm -hmm. yeah, and so what you need to do is have enough, uh, enough uh, a velocity hitting the actual object that it breaks the boundary layer and allows it to get rid of those mm. gases and actually function, you know, hit the surface. And that's why we talk a lot about velocity and actual, like, uh, uh, currents in the tank yeah. rather than, you know, on, chaotic off, flow off, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I can see the things that are moving around, but is it hitting it hard enough to break the boundary mm. layer? Interesting. You know, especially on something that's kind of fixed, like an SPS coral. Yeah. You know, some, sometimes the euphilias that are moving around and maybe it's a little bit. But if I've only got a five second burst or a 10 second burst, the flow's not even enough, one, to get to the other end of the tank, and two, to break the boundary layer. Yeah, so I, I, if you're interested, I'd go watch uh, Dana's uh, video. It's like light, uh, uh, light, Oh, water, alkalinity, uh, uh, turbocharging, turbocharging photosynthesis. Yeah, go watch that when you learn about the boundary layer and you learn yep. like why it's velocity. It's it's not about you know you know chaotic flow. It's about hitting it at a certain feet per second or, or uh, uh, you know flow feet per second, mm. and that's when you break the boundary layer. All right, so we now know that. So uh, how do you know when you have enough flow for your tank? And there's a really really good a hundred percent definitive answer that works for everyone. Your corals will tell you. Boom! There it is. Uh, <laughs> it. Yeah. Are so, you ripping tissue off? Yep. Or it's not about X turnover, which yeah. is garbage. Yeah. It's about adding enough flow that the to the point that the corals can't handle it. This is when you know you're covered. So, like when the corals visibly show you they don't like the amount of flow that you've applied, you've gone dial it back a little bit too far, uh, and just a little bit until they don't show that. 
that's when you have enough. There you go. That's an easy thing to do. Yeah, especially with today's like uh, adjustable pumps, the most of them allow you to go <coughs> past the point at where you normally would go. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, all right, I'm gonna tell you also right now, brand affinity is total garbage. Mm. It's about right tool, right job, and your goals. Mm -hmm. uh, the best install often incorporates multiple brands. Uh, which we do here, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we've got our big MP60s and MP40s to get some a lot of heavy current going one way or another. Mm -hmm. Got gyres to get across the top and get that sheet of laminar flow, mix and match. Yeah, so it, like it isn't, I need all tuneses, I need no. all gyres, I need all whatever. Uh, it's figure out how you want to provide flow, where, figure out where the dead spots are and solve to those problems. Yeah. Uh, and like in, in my tank, I wasn't sure if putting the mm. tank, the pumps on the back was going to be adequate. And if it wasn't, I wasn't going to put Vortex on the other end and it would have like one of the best viewing panes and it has this big pump and cord coming out of it. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to do is either put those uh, gyres because they're hot, they're really high you up. You kind of hide yeah. them pretty well. Yeah. And I, like, it wouldn't be as obnoxious, but after I saw I was going at Sean's house, I for sure would have bought a sea swirl, swirl and yeah. put those on that end to, to do it. So, you know, it's all about finding, you know, like it's uh, the brand affinity thing, man. Like is a, you know, the Neptune wave the best? Is the Vortec the best? Is the Gyre the best? It's all oh, garbage. It's the right, getting the right flow yeah, for your Yeah, figuring out what it is you want and then solve to that. Yeah, if it's a little MP10 in the corner, then mm. put the MP10 in the corner. All right, so in that spirit, two pumps opposing each other with varying output is what I would call good. Mm. So. Oh, so just constantly on, or maybe yep. they have a schedule where they're constantly mm. changing, but... Yeah, so uh, it doesn't matter in that front. Like, I assume that you're going to change it to some degree, but really common is put one pump on that end and one pump on that end. They face each other, and I call flow done because mm -hmm. I hit my 40X or whatever yeah, the yeah, number yeah, yeah. is. Uh, and then, uh, like, you know, you on, like, on the wave, uh, the team at Neptune tells you a lot that... They don't, they don't want to ruin the viewing pane on the side, so part of the benefit of their pump is you can put, put it, on, it the, on the back yeah. and then like aim it in, and so they kind of connect in the front in the same way, but I now don't have pumps on the side of the, uh, the glass. Same thing though, it's still just two pumps aimed at each other, yeah. and I'd call good, good being, you know. It's worked for a while. You know, we'll get the job done, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, all right, so in that spirit, what does better look like? Better is find the dead spots and solve it. This is kind of this kind of came stemmed from like WWC and visited them where they had uh, what are those big giant ones? Penta Penta Pan, I want to call Fanta it Pantares or Pantares. Big two giant on their nine hundred. The big two giant Pantares on the side, but gyres on the tops. And then vortex on the uh, in the back. So what they were doing was hitting the back and the bottom, hitting the top and the back, and so flow was coming all over the place, and uh, uh, now you're getting rid of the, all those dead spots. Well, and, he, and you could see Josh just saying, like, oh, look, you can see there's a dead spot there, we'd like to solve it. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, because he's got coral there. Mm -hmm. Well, like, is there some reason that coral that lives there doesn't deserve the same degree of health as the other stuff? No, because what we just said is that if it's not getting enough flow, it's doing all these things, you know, biologically. So but, and, and it's it will have survive, so it's not fair to, like, I'm not trying to, like, shame you. You're it wrong, yeah, 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 no. But, like, <clears throat> if you'd like that coral to grow as fast as the other corals, 
Well, it turns out like, uh, you know, you spent a lot of money on that coral and the ones around it. It might actually be cheaper to add a pump there uh, and have them grow faster than it is to just let them kind of stagnate. <laughs> and it also is kind of disappointing because you'll have what you'll end up having is like the places that get really good flow they'll have these corals that grow from tiny little frags to big old colonies. And then and the parts that don't more. have them, these corals actually just stay really small and they don't really keep up. Mm. And so the whole tank isn't really filling in at the same rate. And so if, if you knew better, most people would go buy the you know $150 pump or whatever yeah. dollar pump you want to buy, solve that problem so the whole thing grows the same. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so be it. And best. So good terms of good, better, best. If uh, finding dead spots is uh, better, now, the best. Think about your tank. Is design the aquascape yeah. for flow, mm. meaning yeah. you can get water going across the front, you can get it over the top, you, you can, can go swim in the, the back. Yeah. You know, you can, it, it dead stop. That you you are designing it for to kind of and go through the the aquascape. You know, when you're building the aquascape, think how would somebody get good flow in this thing instead of building a giant obstruction? Yeah. yeah. Like this thing over here is a giant obstruction. Yeah, we you know? never considered the flow, that, the proper flow. That wasn't, this one. I was not building the aquascape at that period of time in 2005 to fit the flow Ooh. needs because I didn't understand them yep. as well as I understand them today. Yep, exactly. Now, now I will build the, that. Now the NSA is actually aim, is that aimed at that purpose. And, You're, and the soon-to-be ISA. ISA, <laughs> the ISAs. But yeah. Yeah, so I don't know, that's good, better, best. Good, two really good pumps aimed at each other in some fashion. Better is uh, solve for dead spots wherever they may be in your tank. Don't mm -hmm. just accept them. Mm -hmm. Three, design the whole tank to actually provide flow in an adequate manner. Well, in that good portion too, it's not just two pumps aimed at each other doing random, sh random things, you know, random flow. It's like when you came up with uh, the intersecting point of turbulence and changing mm. it, varying it, and things yep. like that. That's true, yeah. So, like, one day we were looking at the tank and we realized when you just turn them on, they have that... Uh, like, they like, meet in the middle. They meet in the middle, uh, 100%. It's massive. Easy. So what happens if this one's on uh, at 80 and that one's on 20? Well, that they point of turbulence shifts. Mm. And so what if we change that 10%, you know, by the hour or minutes or whatever, way, and you can shift way. not only the heavy the flow, but the point of turbulence that, like, flushes all the garbage off. And yeah. So it's not just laminar flow, but right here it's just, like... You know, chaotic and turbulent, uh, wherever those two things meet. Uh, and so, yeah, shifting mm. that around. Uh, all right. So, yeah, uh, alternating currents, you know, break the boundary layer and the rather ah, better than well, short, short pulses. We were just getting to uh, that. Shifting the intersection points. <laughs> we were just getting to that, didn't we? Yeah, we just, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, you know, that's, it makes sense, though. This is kind of built in a way, yeah. that, like coming out of your brain, too. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, uh, Battery backups at this point, 2020, uh, some battery backup mm. of some kind. Uh, without it, you're just writing, you can start writing your tank's eulogy right now. <laughs> you, know, like, you were good to me, no I was good to you, backups. it was good to know you, uh, we, we had this. the best of times, all that kind of stuff. You learned this lesson hard, even though we solved for it here on the 160 early on, mm -hmm. and then didn't solve for it at all over on the 750. I mean, we all learn lessons many times. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Sometimes I like to learn them once or yeah. from other people. Yeah. Uh, in this case, you can learn it from us if you want. I would suggest that. Uh, but uh, it might be a year. It might be 15 years. It might be six months. But 
you know, all, how long it's going to be before you have a power outage that affects your tank is tied to how often you have power outages in your area and how long they're out when they do go Normally, out. Normally, yeah. Uh, and your home's electrical. You can roll the dice on this, but why? Right. So I'm going to give you a couple of things to look for yeah. uh, if you're ter in terms of power outages. If you live in California, right now, man, go get a battery backup, for God's sake, because you have brown <laughs> outages all the time, and uh, P and E or G or whatever it is is burning down all your forests and constantly turning the power off. Yeah, uh, It's just like a no-brainer, right? If you live in an area that that kind of thing is happening, uh, go get a battery backup of some kind because you're for sure going to run into this issue. If you mm. ha have uh, power lines, there's a big difference in your neighborhood if the power lines are above the ground or below the ground. Yeah. So if they're the b below the ground, the chances of you having a weather-related power outages far less. Very, very low. You know, something like would have to hit a transformer or a high-tension power line somewhere. It's really low. However, if you live in an area where all the power lines are above the ground. Uh, this is actually pretty common, and an actual truck has to come out there and rebuild <laughs> and the thing it. when the tree falls on it. Yeah. Or a, or a car drives into it if, or whatever. And if you're not in a heavily populated area, you're probably very low on the list for coming and get your power resort restored. Yeah, so that's the way it works, actually. So when the storm hits and the power goes out, uh, think about where you live, too. Dense population How the density. First. Because yeah. what they do is uh, if there's an area with a bunch of apartment buildings in it, they'll get it first because mm. they're able to turn on the most power for the most people with the least amount of work. So the more rural you get, the least amount of people that they're helping, the like lower mm. on the totem pole you get. You could be days instead of hours. Well, with that consideration, that's kind of like where the uh, investigates came out of testing these UPSs and seeing if they're viable options. And you know, you 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 test. You like you say, you go into the store and they tell you the heaviest battery backup is the best because it's got the biggest battery and what have you. And, uh, you know, we tested a bunch of those UPSs here last anywhere from like two to five hours. And then you test like the DC option with the DC bat with the battery backup built for the DC option. And you get four, three, four, maybe up towards like 80, 81 hours or something. So mm -hmm. like if you're in one of those rural areas or those places that you like, that's a big point of like, consideration. Yeah, so there's multiple uh, like uh, pump manufacturer, power ad manufacturers are like, Ryan, why don't you use your pumps in something or whatever? And, you know, like the first thing uh, most of them I'll say is, uh, you know, especially like the puck one came out, you know, and they're like, you know, like, hey, man, use that. Like, oh, it looks cool. Oh, what's the battery backup option? I'm like, well, we don't have one. I'm like, well, never mind. Mm. I, like, I, I wouldn't even consider like, yeah. I know this. I know this now. Uh, I wouldn't even consider it. It's not a viable product to me uh, if it doesn't have a battery backup because mm. I've learned enough the times the hard way. I don't need to learn anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, to me, if you're going to be a legit contender in the saltwater aquarium yeah. powerhead industry and you haven't figured out how you're going to provide battery backup to gas exchange uh, during power outages. Should be one of your number one priorities. Uh, you're missing the boat. <laughs> you don't understand the importance of gas exchange and the inevitability of power outages for a vast majority of people. Mm. Uh, so it just uh, totally missed the boat. All right, so uh, that is 2020. That's where we sit today. 
Now right. let's talk about the future. Million Where would we ideas. like to go in 2025? Million dollar right. ideas. Hey, yeah, there's all kinds of ideas. Uh, Tim Marks is here too. Oh, right on. Ah, cool. So here's the thing, man. This is what I'd like to see. Uh, in 2025. Yeah. So hopefully somebody uh, is able to uh, make all of my dreams come true. I don't know. Here we we'll go. See. All right. The first one is uh, we can. I can make this one happen for sure. Uh, BRS TV investigates flow, velocity, and flow pattern. Yeah, I think we're already in the works on this one. Yeah. So we got this fancy tool here. This you know, like we're we're got it like a dye solutions working. We got all kinds of stuff. So this is what I think you should expect out of us, uh, and because uh, you know. We sell these products here. We have an obligation to help you understand how they work, not just so mm. like after you buy them, but so that you know that you got the right tool beforehand and you're happy using it and it did what you actually wanted it to do. Yeah. Right. And then afterward, when you get it, the you know the information on how to use it in a way that makes you happy too. Yeah. So I mean, we're talking to my. If you go look at a power head, do you know what it what it's going to do for? Flow pattern. Is it wide? Is it narrow? Does it, uh, you know, how many gallon? What does the gallon per hour rating actually mean? Mm -hmm. uh, so those, those are things we're going to test. And you can actually start to build, like, this is good for X. This is good for X. This is good for X. Yeah, does this temp pump go six feet? What does that mean? Snail's pace? Or are we providing actual yeah. flow at is six it feet? wide and slow, or is it fast and narrow? Yeah, so let's, let's find out the answer to that. Uh, the flow pattern, the size of the cone, uh, the laminar flow, does it, does it, let's find out all the answers so we can give them to you guys so we, you can make informed decisions and then uh, use them more intelligently as well. Like, you can place them and get the right, if I, if I have, like, want to put a pump right here in the middle, uh, I don't actually need it to be blasting. Like, so maybe something like that little CJ guy, wide, soft yeah. and wide, would mm -hmm. be a really good solution. But let's get that information so you can make that kind of intelligent uh, uh, decision. That, that's probably 2021 instead of 2025. Well, I, I think it starts 2021 and goes on forever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's a new game. We did this well in lighting. I mean, we opened the Pandora's box in lighting and whenever showed all new kinds lights, of stuff. Yeah, whenever new lights come out, we know exactly what to do with them. Test yeah. them. Do whatever. There's a whole new new like set of data on it. Instead of listening to uh, like I love Radeon, I love uh, AI, I love Kessel, I love ReefBright. Like, <laughs> I, uh, what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, now I can I can understand what this light does and then add it to my application if mm -hmm. I want. All right. So uh, ideally also investigates tied to health or growth. Specifically, I would like to see them tied to flow, tied to light. Mm. Let's get to the answer of that uh, like belief structure that, you know, let's provide the laminar or like the same amount of flow and then start increasing the light and see if one greatly outcreases yeah. uh, outdoes the other one. Interesting. Yeah, so let's, let's find out actual, like real life kind of application of knowledge to the you know, intended yeah. uh, desires. Uh, all right, so 20, we can have, I'll, I'll sign up for that. <laughs> uh, so hopefully we'll be able to deliver on it. Uh, 2025, manufacturers should provide more performance data. Velocity at uh, different lengths. Ah. Think about it like head pressure. Yeah, from so uh, your return pump. Yeah, all your return pumps tell you, you how much flow graphs. you're going to get at one foot, two feet, three feet, wherever. Uh, I think uh, it, the manufacturers that take the leap to provide more information on actual flow rates in uh, mm -hmm. you know different environments, kind of like the head pressure thing. 
will actually reap the rewards uh, mm. and trust of the community. So I can see the conversation evolving in the flow as to like there are specific names for like pumps with this, the type of flow that they're providing. Mm. So maybe I'm a tunes manufacturer or maybe I'm tunes and I have, all right, well, here's our line of narrow flow pumps. Here's our line of wide flow pumps or what have you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, why not have that? Yeah. Uh, also, it makes I, it easier to decide which one I am instead of a sea of uh, different sizes. Well, and that's one of the, the like the pump should show on it the angle uh, of output. Mm -hmm. I mean, it should tell you this is a forty-five degree angle pump. This is a hundred and eighty degree or whatever it is. It should tell you. Uh, it should be marketed as the right solution for the right job. Yep. You know. Yep. Uh, so you can use it the right way. Uh, and uh, I think that we're going to see. Uh, more options for flow at the bottom of the tank mm. aimed upward. Yeah. So, so much of uh, like what we do is put the, the pumps as high up as humanly possible uh, so that you don't have all these cords in the tank. Right. And then aim them down. There's options like the Tunes Rock and other things like that. They like can bring them all the way down and then aim up mm. too. So I think you know an evolution of flow would be uh, providing options to do something like that. Options, yeah. Yeah, I know. Like so, like I can do that with the Vortec really easy. I don't have these big dangly cords, and I can yeah. mount the Vortec right on the bottom of my bare bottom. If you have sand, it doesn't. Yeah. But what if you know something like the Vortec could be mounted on the bottom, and all of a sudden became a little bit angled, so it wasn't going right across the uh, sand, but shooting upward. Mm. Yeah, what if that could happen? Because it can. I'm pretty certain. <laughs> I'm pretty certain. We'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, all right. Uh, and for God's sake, <laughs> do something about the cords, everybody. Is this like a hundred thousands of dollar idea here? Okay. This is, if you sell pumps that have a cord in the tank, you're selling the Mona Lisa with a cord for the light on it, run right through the Right across tank. her face. Yeah. Like a mustache. Yeah, like a mustache. <laughs> okay, and it doesn't have to be that way. If it, yeah. didn't ha if it did, had to be that way, I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk about it. Yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. It's just uh, the world we live in. It doesn't have to be that way. There are ways to hide the cord, and the biggest problem with the cord... That snake shape? Yeah, it's, it's like, just so wonky, yeah. and there's so many of them, and... Like, if all you did was take a piece of, uh, like, a C-channel PVC Something. that's black yeah. or whatever, and then just put it along the bo out bottom or at the edge of the tank, and that's where the cord went into, I wouldn't care about the pump being in the tank, and I wouldn't care about uh, the cord. The cord isn't part of my conversation ever again. Yeah. And the pump, no all of these have pumps inside the tank, mm -hmm. every one of them. So, yeah. uh, like, uh, there's mm. always going to be a pump head. I can't stop that. What? what I can do is hide the cord in a way yeah. that makes it not ugly. And make it deliberately longer so I can make this, like, I can have my channel in the back of the tank, but my pump out here, and I need a longer cord for it to go out, up, and over, and out, and but make me a longer cord while we're at it, too. I feel like you've deliberately made this thing ugly. <laughs> I'm like, snaky, you've heard it. Snaky it's, cord It's 2020, inside. man. People have been complaining about this cord for two mm. decades. Yeah. It isn't new news, and it isn't hard to solve. <laughs> okay, if I'm talking about, if, if we watch this thing in 2025. That there's still um, S-cords. And, and, and that nobody has solved the, the cord problem in the tank. 
I'm gonna pop a gasket. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I don't know, man. Because uh, it's so easy to solve. There's so many ways to do it. We're gonna talk about a couple of them. But like something as simple as that channel, especially if, I mean, DIY, if you're setting up a tank brand new, mm. uh, now you can do that. You can just silicone your own. But like there's magnet solutions out there. Yeah. You know, there's all kinds of things that it could be done if you just cared enough to do it. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know. There Let's you go. care. All right, so uh, what about an a uh, for oh, yeah. all-in-one tanks one. with built-in power heads? Yeah. Right. So all-in-one tanks generally have the back, you know, all you know, like a one compartment for the sump. What if they had uh, like a little hole there for the Just power head nozzles that. that came out? Not your crappy little return thing. No, 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 no. But like something like this was sticking out and then globular and kind of like could shoot around. And not only on the top, but on the bottom because we don't care about the cords anymore. I think the, the, one of the biggest uh, questions, like why, why, why maybe not a lot of people don't put like AIO or uh, pumps in the back of AIOs. One of the questions you see all the time is my, is my magnet reef safe is the is the Real magnet bag yeah, come with it too. yeah can i put submerge my magnet uh, well solve mm -hmm. that issue and, and come out with a bullet point that says magnet is safe magnet <laughs> is safe. i don't <laughs> even have to ask that question because this one says but okay. yeah but that one even i don't care that's garbage to yeah, me, yeah, yeah, actually yeah, yeah. because they, you still have the cord coming in well, right? oh, yeah, and yeah, you still yeah, have true. this giant pump and this giant apparatus you know the whole thing but in i there. could in aio hide the cord in the back chamber that's black anyway, yeah, and just run the cord out the back. Imagine chamber. if only the front half of this is sticking out of the uh, of the AOI, you know, all in one tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I can just aim it. No cord, no like very minimal pump, and I can aim them. Gone. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice. Uh, uh, yeah. So let's let, let's uh, imagine that for 2025, somebody who does that on your all in one tanks will sell all in one tanks for sure. There you go. All right. So let's imagine the same thing with coast-to-coast -coast overflows with built-in powerheads. Oh, interesting. So if you're going to like, so uh, Red Sea has a, like their Max series has a coast-to-coast -coast overflow. Instead of having oh, just yeah, a giant yeah. uh, like uh, mm -hmm. uh, overflow in the, yeah. in the center towers and or external whatever. Well, they even, in that back of those Maxes, they even have, they do have that kind of coast-to-coast -coast feel. Well, it's, it looks coast-to-coast, -coast, but they also have like two or three CJ pumps in the back mm -hmm. that push water out towards the front. There's like three additional pumps that push water out. Those to the impeller front. pumps, though, are just like inefficient. They're not, not going to provide yeah, yeah, a yeah, level yeah. of pump. Yeah, but you can expand uh, on some ideas like that. Like, yeah. I can have my pump in the back with the same idea, only this much of the pump. You can do closed loop in there, just less efficient, mm -hmm. too, right? Uh, but also, if you have that kind of environment, I can put flow at the bottom, I can aim it up from the bottom, yeah, I can do all kinds of different things. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so uh, also the creation of DIY overflow boxes that allow for this. You know, mm. tons and tons of us put, buy a glass box and put our own overflow in, so why not this? You mean like mm -hmm. drill in the bottom of the box to have a hole for my cord? and now I can just hang my pump from right up underneath the overflow. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so that was actually another thing is even if you don't put the pumps inside of the overflow, yeah, like yeah. there's not a whole pump, well, at least give me the ability to put the cord through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. so I can move the pump down, you know, or wherever I want to put the pump, the cord can go directly through the plastic and then like out the back, Yeah, you know? And you can, I mean, you can use like a uniseal or something to keep it closed off and only, you know, wrapped around the cord so you don't have to worry about 
like, water. Give me through. the ability to do that. Yeah. You know, like maybe it's just like a little plastic thing that shoots down, and I can just replace it after uh, I put the cord yeah. in. Like there's all kinds of. If, if 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 you want to do it, it can be done. Yeah. You know, hide the cords. Yeah. So let's hide the cords, man. This is a, <laughs> a work of beauty. It's it's not uh, rat's nets of cords. Uh, so. Uh, 2025, let's solve that thing. Uh, all right, so in my opinion, in 2025, all power heads should have adjustable flow patterns, mm. right, tool? I shouldn't actually do the thing that you said, which is buy the Get a whole line that one, does yeah. this and a whole line that does that. Make it adjustable for Yeah, Hydor did that with the uh, Gen 3s. There's like three little caps on there, and the end of the cap, Just comes some of them are cap. wide, some of them are narrow. Yeah. yeah, and you can swap them out on your so own. So tell me why this one can't have that, or this one can't have that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about this one. But like, you know, a lot of these pumps could absolutely have a cha uh, change the flow pattern and Just with, by a, with a couple the of end. dollars, uh, with probably 13 cents in plastic. You could probably include it for three different flow patterns in every box. Why not? Yeah. It's, it's so cheap to, uh, to do. So somebody who solves uh, <laughs> that problem and solves also the cord problem, millionaires, for sure. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, all right. Aimable vortex. And I be I, I don't know that this can be done, yeah. but I want to see somebody yeah, try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the vortex generally just shoots out straight, right? Uh, but what if the end of it had a little scoop on it? Yeah, and it 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 didn't have a scoop on it, but it had the, like the the older like MP40s had a spot that was you know not gridded gridded for uh, I think that was the, an attempt to like stop oh, the, the vortex the, the from coming yeah, out. That was different. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the but output. But it did point it down. What if it had like a little bit of a scoop on it and kind of like the the Tunes have that scoop yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the on nano, that nano, nano version. And yep. the the blade actually shoots upward and then the scoop sends it out uh, yep. forward. So what if the and I don't know maybe the vortex just won't work that way and I'd love to know. Uh, let's find out if it works. Mm -hmm. uh, because I think there's a lot of people out there that would it. like to you know, put the vortex further to the back and aim them to the front, Towards not have the them front. right in the center, yeah. or have them down below and shooting up. And I don't have cords in the tank. It's a great way to put flow on the bottom that goes up, especially if I have sand. Uh, and, and, you know, like, let's find out if there's other options. And you're seeing all these 3D printers out there now. So I mean, this isn't something like you have to wait for uh, Ecotech to get molds made and all kinds of R&D. Like people can print one of these things up pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Snap it on there See and find out how it works. Yeah, throw so it away if it does Please let me know. I, I, <laughs> I haven't seen this yet. Uh, I think a lot of people would really enjoy it if it worked. Uh, also, this is actually the coolest hmm. thing. I think that, that the P team over at Ecotech uh, has like a whole new revenue stream they haven't even begun to tap. Oh, yeah. Because you're seeing all of these people out there that are printing new caps for their Vortex. Right. Right, they're printing them to save uh, fish, they're printing them to uh, like have change uh, the, flow, change the yep. flow, I want a wider flow, I want a narrower flow, I yeah. want uh, all kinds of uh, an enemy safe version, you know, all kinds of different things. I think there's one actually called the NEM Protect. Yeah, yeah, that is a thing. Yeah, yeah. and so, uh, like, I think Ecotech could have, like, a whole array, you know, of, you know, a different. half dozen to a dozen different flow models that you could, you know, configure your Vortech mm. to a very specific solution. Yeah. You know? Interesting. I mean, I don't know. It certainly seems That's like people are doing probably it. Probably one of the cheapest parts of the entire pump to make, too. 
Yeah, I, I, to me, it sounds like a gold mine. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, like, yeah, and because it's, people love this pump already. Yes. But what if that pump was configurable, too? I'd yeah, love it awesome. Anymore. Yeah, it'd be really awesome. Uh, all right, so, uh, see, uh, oh, you know what I'd like to see out of it, the Vortec as well? Hmm. Is a DIY program. The ability to, to create, like, uh, I guess you can kind of do that in, in Mobius now, but like the ability to really create a specific program and like uh, recreate it and mm. know exactly how it's going to interact with the, the sister pumps, the slave pumps and stuff too. Mm. And I guess as I think about it, like they've definitely come a long way now. I think about the Mobius that so you could do that a lot better than like you used to be able to. Added shoving different uh, flow modes in the various time slots to kind what, of create what you want. So what I'd like to do is actually create what happens for an hour, you know, and then have it just be able to stretch that out over the chunk of the day, you mm -hmm. know, whatever portion of the day. So create a very specific flow, flow pattern. Because right now, like, I'm using the uh, tidal swell. Yep. And then you're just kind of looking at this graphic trying to understand, mm. I think it's doing what I want to do, but also when I look at, uh, you know, the power segments, it's not doing exactly what I want to do. I just want to tell it what I want to do. Yes, and, and only tell it to do it for like a hour block. Mm -hmm. And then now that you have that program, take that and go. Well, yeah, because I don't want to create. I don't want to like each time do that for twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even, even really allow you to do this. It'd be so tiny you couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. yeah, it'd be too mm -hmm. hard. So I'd love to see that. Uh, and I, actually, I don't want to say that out of just Vortex. I'd like to see that out of any controllable pump that I'm spending that level of money on. Oh yeah, I want that kind of controllability. Yeah, for sure. I think that's one of one of the things you see like with the wave and the the like. Uh, um, the gyre? You know, no, the wave when you use the... Oh, because the wave has uh, these different... I mean, you can really make some programmable points. Yeah, it's much easier to make. Yeah. Uh, there's a limitation for how many you can do, how many points you can do in a single day, but uh, it is a little more configurable. What's cool, too, is that they actually, you can share uh, other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. called yeah. schemes or something. Yeah, uh, schemes. They schemes. are schemes that you can yeah. have somebody do it. All right. We uh, actually have a couple So out there. I'd also like less maintenance gyres. Yeah, I think I saw a lot of comments when we were talking about gyre pumps about that. Yeah. About maintenance on them. So there's two things. A, they're a pain in the butt to do maintenance because there's so many parts. Also, uh, I have broken them uh, when I've been trying to clean them because some of the parts are kind of fragile. Yeah. Uh, they openly have admitted in the past that some of those parts kind of wear out faster than you would like. Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as we got power, power monitoring, on the apex we learned that exactly how fast they slow down <laughs> that's true uh, and so it's kind of disappointing you know on our end you know we had spent like three days trying to perfect the flow on this tank you know adjusting every last aspect of it and then to come back in two weeks and realize they had lost 30 lost percent, 30 percent already it's not doing what we wanted to do anymore ah. like uh, <laughs> yeah so i don't know man i feel like I don't feel like that's an impenetrable barrier. Like, you could get Find past this if you wanted to. I mean, to uh, upgrade the the movable parts? I'm not an engineer, so I'm yeah. not going to tell somebody's you how gonna, to solve Somebody's going to be able to do it. Yeah, but, like, uh, I, I, if you were to tell me it is impossible to make a gyre that doesn't lose power uh, over the course of two weeks and, and doesn't break parts and require a lot more maintenance, I would say that you need a new engineer. Because <laughs> anything is possible with yeah. a big enough hammer. Yeah. You know? And that pump sells so many, the hammer, there is enough revenue to support uh, a hammer like big enough. that big enough yeah. hammer, guaranteed. Mm. Uh, 
I'd also like to, with the gyre to see more options for longer pulses, kind specifically of the, that. Kind of the same, the same thing we were talking about with the Ecotex, the ability to kind of build your own. Yeah, kind of build your own. Like we showed them like our, our you know, approach to, you know, shifting turbulence yeah. throughout the tank with yeah. the gyres. And like somebody said over there that they would uh, actually make it and they just never got around to it. But mm. like they have these pulses, but the pulses are in seconds to minutes. And I haven't actually played with the most recent controller, so yeah. it might be different yeah. now, to be honest. But uh, I'd like to see that. Uh, all right, at this point, every DC pump that wants a legit position on the stage has to have a battery backup available. There some form. There you go. It's like there's no reason not to. If you don't have it, you've decided I want to be inferior, but I want to call myself the king. Mm -mm, not mm -hmm. an option. Nah, I don't know. You can't, you can't do it. You can say I provide flow really well, but I can't say I can provide flow really well for the application when I know that this is a powerful yeah. uh, issue that needs to be solved. Uh, I, I, I don't know. That's my opinion. People other can do whatever <laughs> they want. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that or uh, uh, set up a tank without that because I just feel like I just feel like I like I might again might be start, might as well just write the eulogy now. Yeah, uh, like it's gonna happen now. Tank's gonna just crash. Pray, pray every day, I guess. Uh, okay, so uh, I would like to see more options like the sea swirl for hoods. Uh, so I, I also guess I'd like to see it a little less DIY. So mm -hmm. if we can actually really feature it, oh, like here at BRS and some other places. Yeah, so you have an option that is made for pumps to clamp onto this. Like I don't need like mm -hmm. the Sea Swirl brand is the only brand or is the only thing that does this type of motion in the tank. Mm -hmm. Like somebody like maybe Tunesy has Tunes has an add-on type th uh, accessory that you can hey made for hoods to swirl back and okay. forth. Okay. So Tunes for sure should figure out how to do this thing because I've heard uh, you know in the in that like higher end market, forty percent of reefers out there have a hood on their tank. Yeah. Right. Okay. So forty percent is, is this is the market you're hitting. Could put this thing in there and get rid of the cords in the tank, have it swirl, and be the only option that like changes around. No panes of glass yeah. obs uh, obstructed. Yeah, by it like really changes how everything interacts with each other. Mm -hmm. Way, way better option. Perfect for the tunes. But also, like, and they're a global player. Like, they could do it if they wanted yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, like, uh, uh, like the, uh, actually, this is ripe for Neptune, too. This is a super high-powered pump that could scale, and you could program it to, to you know... Like, you could program it to spin, like, yeah. this fast or, or do know, a rotation every so often. I mean, with, with something like the Apex, the infinite options mm -hmm. uh, out there, as long as you've identified you wanted them. Like, so in this case, what I could do is I could have it, as it spins over towards a rock structure, Ramp, ramp down, down, right? Down, and then as yeah. it spins away closer to the front of the tank, ramp, ramp up, up, right? Neptune. You, uh, you could mirror those images, so one's ramping down and up while they're kind of going back and forth like this. I'd buy that. Dang. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would, man. I would. Like it, like or those little pucks. Uh, I mean. I guess I kind of like a, for something that spins, I like a globular shape, I guess. Yeah, I don't actually, know. Yeah, but, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like the, the Sea Swirl is kind of like a project box. You know, it's a, it's not like a totally finished product. Yeah. So like, yeah. it works. It's been around for decades. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'd love to see something it's a little bit more polished. That. Yeah. Uh, and I'd, I'd love to see, uh, uh, you know, it actually, you know, 
like the people that sell the pumps should sell the accessories. Something like that. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, there we go. Uh, I'd like also to see way more options like the CJ Extreme. Small form small factor, but multiples. Not trying to get all 4,000 gallons out of a single pump. Let's get 2,000 out of a bunch of pumps spread out around the tank. It speaks. If we sell the cord issue. It speaks exactly to like lighting, where rather yeah. than one big light that does it, we already found that multiple smaller lights. Okay, well, what you'll find is two pumps that are super high power are the easiest solution. Yeah. But if you really dive into it, many pumps are smaller, they're covering different areas and eliminating dead spots yeah. are very obviously a better solution. Yeah. You know? So I'd love to see that yeah. kind of show up uh, more as CTA Extreme. Like, uh, again, like, CTA, if you're listening, Solve the cord problem, and you'll have a like marketable solution that uh, nobody else has solved yet, mm. uh, and it will be distinctly you. Uh, all right, throw all the x uh, x times turnover in the trash. <laughs> let's like stop talking about a hundred times turnover. We just gave and you the solution. Let's talk about. Yeah, I mean, we just gave it. Yeah, we just gave you the solution to find out if you have enough flow. Mm -hmm. Look at your corals; they'll let's tell you when it's too much. Scale it up. Tell they don't like it, and then back it off a little bit. That's Done. the right amount. Done. Solve the dead spots. If I look in there and I can see that nothing's swirling around there, that's a dead spot. Let's solve it. Especially if the corals aren't growing there. Then you have enough you know? coral. Uh, then you have enough I mean, flow. If the coral's growing perfect, I don't know, so be it. But if you can look at it and say specifically, well, the corals in that area aren't growing like the rest of it, solve that. <laughs> no, I mean, if you want to, I guess. Uh, so in the same spirit, dead spots matter, eliminate them. Yeah. So this is the conversation, some of the solutions and products uh, that I, I see out there in 2025. Hopefully, uh, we'll come back in 2025, we'll look back at this uh, Black Friday 2025 and say, Oh, man, look at Fantastic. all that. So much joy in my life, but I also <laughs> now want these. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's going to happen. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, so I don't see a whole lot of questions today. No, there was a lot of conversation going on in there I was watching. All right. uh, a lot of people here watching, so thank you for that. All a right, lot so of well-known names. Tomorrow yeah. is Thanksgiving, so uh, I am not going to make Dave uh, and Randy come into BRS at, at, at Thanksgiving night. So uh, we're going to take a break for tomorrow. But it's Black Friday. Yeah. It is definitely time to talk about the history of lighting as we know it. Ah, right? there you go. Uh, the good, the bad, That's a good the ugly, the transformation, everything. I think it would be kind of like the controller one because there's been so much evolution yeah. and sh so many different takes at it. Some of them great, some of them just terrible. Some of them you look at it and you're like, how is, how, why, what were we thinking? <laughs> uh, like, I don't know, like, it's just, uh, didn't make any sense at all. So lighting at six o'clock on Black Friday, uh, 6 p.m. Central, history you can come of. back. The history, 16 years of reef lighting. Yep. Uh, everything that Randy and I have learned uh, over the decade plus, we're going to share with you guys. What so, are we, what are we going to point them to today? Oh, today, I don't know. Flo, well, you man. get the, all of the histories that we've been talking about right here. Mm -hmm. And uh, did you say one day? Dana, Dana oh, Dana oh, Riddle. Yeah, the Dana the, Riddle. Dana talk. Riddle's Magna Turbocharged Photosynthesis. Yeah, right here. Yep. And uh, to everybody tomorrow, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy uh, the whole day. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you on Friday. See you Friday.